Hey, welcome to Back Porch Sports, where we sit down and discuss Northwest Indiana athletics. Our goal is to showcase teams, coaches, and players that play the games that we love. Thanks for stopping by. Grab a couple of grandma's cookies and join us for a while here on the Back Porch. Hey everyone, Dustin Nelson from Backport Sports. On behalf of Doug, Nathan, Kayla, and myself, we want to thank you for showing up. We want you to know that all opinions expressed on our podcast are our own and do not represent anyone other than us. We hope you enjoy our labor of love. We enjoy celebrating sports in Northwest Indiana. Good evening. My name is Doug Nelson. We're here representing Backport Sports with Coach Dustin Nelson and Coach Nathan Ramian. We are here to discuss the girls' sectional draw for 2022. Excited about this event. We've always been around it, and we just wanted to share our thoughts and ideas about region basketball and try to represent uh, the teams and hardworking girls of the, of the region and discuss the brackets a little bit and you know try to share some ideas and thoughts and and uh, shed some light on girls' basketball here in the region. Um, we're excited about the opportunity to do this, and uh, um, it'll be fun. It'll just to start some talk and some dialogue about girls' basketball in the area and, and the hardworking coaches. So uh, let me first uh, introduce the, to you guys Dustin Nelson. Dustin, thanks for having us. He's the, the brains behind this bunch. Dustin, go ahead. Well, I think the exciting thing about Indiana basketball is uh, once you start the postseason, even you could be twenty and zero, you could be twenty two and zero, and it starts zero to zero, and it's anybody anybody's ball game. So as we look through uh, our sectional brackets, one of the things we're probably going to take a look at is yeah, we're going to look at the record. Yes, we're going to look at the schedule, but we're also going to look at momentum. Uh, we're going to be thinking about uh, matchups, and we're also going to be thinking about you know who's got seniors, who's got that edge, who's got matchup opportunities and advantages. So. That's the thing that we really, really want to enjoy uh, looking at as we go into Indiana basketball. A uh, big fan of the annual pageantry, uh, not only from the selection show, but also of uh, just being able to celebrate a lot of seniors in, in their senior year and hopefully uh, being able to celebrate them and have them go out on a high note. So that's why we're here tonight. Uh, really excited to kind of look at the brackets, maybe talk about some uh, possible favorites, talk about some of our personal favorites, maybe some dark horses, and uh, just really celebrate the girls and enjoy uh, Indiana basketball here, especially in the region. Good. Yeah, we've all, you know, all three of us have coached girls basketball here in the area for, you know, a long time. And, you know, we've, we've been around and, and had some success cutting down nets and, and, and been a part of building programs from, from scratch and, and, uh, you know, it's it's part of the program is uh, enjoying these little moments, these little days. Uh, you know, you, we used to get our teams together and have some pizza and watch the draw and, um, you know, just just enjoy the little things because in a couple of weeks it's about to get real, uh, real, real. So, Nathan, what do you think? Some uh, some thoughts, uh, some, some insight on uh, your experiences? There's nothing better than tonight and then, again, talking with your players and, talking with your staff about, all right, what's next now? The draw is out, and who do we have to prepare for? Now, with the right, there's still regular season left. So do you show some things? Do you not show some things? Maybe do you play that team again maybe this week that you might see again next week? 
do you leave everything alone or do you just say screw it let's go win some ball games but next week there's our two weeks will be a blast with tuesday wednesday friday and saturday of all girls basketball let's just make sure everyone stays healthy and we can get all these ball games in on time yeah i agree it, it's a fun time and uh and there is there's some strategy involved there's some gamesmanship involved and um you know again we've all been a part of it and it's an exciting time for the kids and and hopefully they can get healthy and uh, COVID can stay away a while and the weather cooperates. So uh, uh, we appreciate uh, anybody listening and uh, any thoughts uh, uh, that you might have. You know, you can chime in when we uh, when we do release this uh, audio, and uh, we appreciate you listening. So, um, Dust, you want to get uh, started here in 4A in Section One, Section One, sorry, uh, up in uh, up in Munster. Absolutely. Uh, we're looking Good. at Munster versus Westside uh, right out the gate. And uh, we've got Hammond versus uh, Lake Central, Highland versus Morton, and East Chicago Central with the bye. East Chicago is coming at us at 5 and 13. Uh, so they're probably pretty excited about that bye. I'd be interested in picking both of your brains. Um, when you've coached and the teams that you've been prepping for the postseason, you know, where, where are you at with the bye? Uh, I know personally, uh, it really depended year to year and where you were at in terms of health. Uh, sometimes uh, when you had the best team, I think you wanted to play all three of those games. There were other nights, uh, other times on sectional draw night where you had very specific uh, draws that you wanted to go your way. So uh, first of all, uh, those are, are going to be the Munster sectional. Uh, I'd like to hear what you guys think in terms of your personal picks as well as your thoughts on the question of uh were you looking forward to maybe uh drawing that uh that by and or you know if so or if not why i feel it's say i'm i'm in east, uh, east chicago i'm happy it's one last game i have to prepare for one last game and i have to worry about the game and how the weather is and all that fun stuff friday night you know you get the you get to watch uh munster versus gary Westside and see what's what they have going on I'm sure Coach Kundich has seen a few of our games throughout the season. Really experienced coach that knows what he's doing. Um, but again, about the buy, not buy, I would take the buy any day. Yeah, I, again, I, I believe uh, I agree with what you said about uh, it depended on your team. You know, there were years we had a good team and you want to get all the games you can. And, um, you know, there was the other years where, really some if you had an inexperienced team but it was pretty good had a chance to win it uh you would you would, you would like an early maybe the bye or or a weaker team um early in the tournament because just to get your feet wet on the sectional uh, atmosphere with the crowd and uh, there's some nights you play if you're that first game like on tuesday night or wednesday night uh, sometimes there's no one there you got the six o'clock game or 5 30 game man there's it feels like a summer league game so just to get on the floor and run and uh, get used to that gym, if you have not played there, um, I think it depends on, you know, it really depends on your team. But uh, as far as this sectional goes or the Munster sectional, I like uh, uh, Coach Davidson. Uh, I believe they did they win the sectional last year um, uh, in, in the 4A. I believe they did when they had this rookie girl transfer in. Um, she came in, and I think they won that sectional. Um, 
Uh, Lake Central here is the favorite on paper. Uh, Coach Huffenthal's got a really nice group, and I, I saw him play this year against Crown Point. Um, really nice young core where he's got a lot coming back next year. So just for them to get the, on the floor and get that sectional feel would be very important. And then uh, Highland, Highland has been right there. They have a really nice record at 16-5, and five, and a bunch of their losses have been real close games. Um, so they're excited about their draw as well. Uh, again, I think it comes down to Lake Central and Highland, but I think Lake Central pulls it out in the end because they just have too much talent. They have guard play, which is what you need uh, to advance in the tournament. Dustin, the teams that you have had that advanced, you've had great guard play and they could handle the ball and made free throws and didn't turn it over. Um, and I think that Lake Central has that this year. What do you guys think? Well, I think the only disappointing thing about this particular sectional, and obviously that's the, the beauty and the curse of the blind draw, is your, your, your championship game is probably going to be that Friday night game. I'm not saying that Munster or Westside, uh, you know, couldn't make a game out of it on a given night on Saturday night, but I really would – Highland is kind of, I mean, Highland's number one. They're the dark horse at 16 and five, but number two, they've had quietly a very, very impressive season. I, I think if you would have pulled the uh, teams in the area at the beginning of the year and asked them, you know, who would be their strongest teams, I don't think they would have given uh, Highland, you know, a 16 and five look. Uh, they started off the season with a nice win against Chesterton. Um, and they just kind of got themselves on a nice roll right there in December. And, and part of that is health, they staying healthy. Part of that is COVID and, and avoiding it. Uh, but they did. They just won the games that they were supposed to win. And that includes, you know, a nice solid win against Noel. I mean, they beat them 78-46. That's not going to happen most years. Uh, they had a nice solid win against Lowell, who is always uh, tough, 52-39. And, they, I mean, they just, like I said, they won the games uh, that they needed to win. They they got into a scrap on January the 19th with Crown Point and lost a tough one of 45 to 62, beat Munster, beat Westside. So they've, they have seen a number of the teams that they're going to be uh, looking across or at least seeing out on the floor. So I really, really like Highland. Uh, I really would have liked to have seen them to get into that sectional final game. But I think that's going to be that Friday night game. Uh, Lake Central, I think, is going to take care of Hammond very easily. I think Highland's going to take care of Morton very easily, and they're going to be nose-to-nose on Friday night. Uh, and I think that's going to be your sectional championship game right there. Yeah, Nate, Nathan, what do you think? Again, you pretty much all hit it right on the head. Lake Central has some dogs. They have the guard play, like you said, and they're all young. They're all fresh. Two or three freshmen that just lead the show for Coach Huppenthal. Um, I talked to... The Highland girls coach is also the Mirable boys' brother. Their coach is the brother. I talked to him a little bit on Friday, and he was just saying how excited they are for the family. I've actually officiated a, a basketball game with the father this year of the Highland girls coach. Great guy. Mr. Patton is excited for the community, excited for his children as they get going in the sectional time as well. But with this sectional, sectional one, um, it's at Munster. Kind of a goofy gym if you've never played there before. It's got that dome. It's got the backdrops that's kind of tough to shoot at. And, again, that's going to play in the, the favor of Lake Central because they score in many ways. They don't just live and die by the three like some teams do. They attack the rim. They get to the line. And they're just scrappy everywhere. But as long as something crazy or magical doesn't happen, Lake Central is going to be cutting down those nets Saturday night. 
Yeah, I agree. I'd like to make sense with chances there. Um, and like I said, they have the guard play. They can play in and out. They can they can score on the inside. Uh, they they Lake Central darn near beat uh, Crown Point earlier in the year. If they would have made some free throws, they would have beat them at their own uh, at their own gym. All right, uh, let's let's move on to sectional two. Um, this one will be at Crown Point, and like they need any help, but. Um, Crown Point plays uh, Portage, and then Chesterton plays Miraville, and then Hobart plays Balfour, and Lowell as the winner of Portage and Crown Point. So uh, what are you guys, uh, Dustin, what are your thoughts on this one so far? Well, it almost looks like it was a, uh, you know, done by uh, by record, if you look at it, because um, you've got your number one team at Crown Point right there. They're going to they're gonna play Portage in the first round, and then they would, of course, see Lowell in the bye on the, on Friday night. Uh, you've got Chesterton uh, up against Maryville. Again, Maryville, I think, has improved a lot during the course of the season. Uh, they played Valpo early on uh, in the year and just got demolished. I don't think that's going to happen again. So what I see is I see Maryville and Valpo uh, on, on uh, hitting it in that uh, second-round matchup. Um, I just think that Crown Point's going to have too much for anybody in this bracket, but if anybody can give them a, a tough game, it's probably going to be Valparaiso. I think Maryville maybe could give them a, a, an interesting night on the on the right night, but if anybody's going to give them a look here, it's probably going to be Valparaiso. Yeah, uh, Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, to piggyback, piggyback off that a little bit, Crown Point only beat Valpo by eight earlier in the year. Um, again, Valpo is not many people are talking about him, but they're just so scrappy. Coach Kenny Wilson just has her girls ready to go. Well, about them a little bit, they just play some goofy zones every once in a while, and it just gives team fits. That's a little bit the way Coach Campbell and Chesterton plays. Um, they play a lot of zones, and that 1-3-1 gives, gives teams fits. And as long as you can control the ball and like make less mistakes, you're going to be okay. But more about the Chesterton Maryville game, I think Maryville is playing well right now. They're going to win that one Wednesday night. Wins upset the first game Wednesday, and the second game Wednesday with Hobart and Belpo. Hobart has Miss Donald, and if I saw right, she's top five in the state in scoring. She's 25, 24 a game, but she can't do that by herself. She's got a little help, but she's going to need some just take the, take it over and say, give me the ball and let me do what I can do against Belpo. And then Friday, we have Portage versus Crown Point. I'm sorry, winner. That'll be Crown Point versus Lowell. Crown Point should be all right with that one. And then we'll have Maryville, Belpo probably, which that'll be a good game. I see Coach Wilson getting that one as well. And Saturday night could be a, a battle with Belpo and Crown Point. Um, it's in Crown Point's gym. It's, it should be packed. It's a big gym. It should be a lot of fun no matter what happens with that one, though. Yeah, I think that the one thing that uh, Valpo's zone does, that 1-3-1 zone, what they what they do is, uh, like, for example, if they're playing crop point, uh, if Carruthers has the ball, uh, they make her get rid of it they, with the trap. And it's hard sometimes. It's it's sometimes hard to get the ball back to her. Um, so, it, you know, if it was me, I would maybe trap to make her get rid of it. And then once she got rid of it, maybe I would deny it back to her. Um, you know, Valpo's long. They have athletes that can that can spread the floor and make it difficult to uh, pass over. Uh, but I just think uh, I, I'm I'm really impressed with Jessica Grutters, obviously, and she's just a flat out winner. 
Uh, she's going to IUPUI, and they have this daughter girl going to uh, Purdue. So two possibly then all-stars, and, and Jessica Carruthers could be Miss Basketball if everything plays out correctly, and they get another nice run down to Indy. So it's always it's a very competitive sectional. Six of the seven teams have a have a winning record. It's a nice year uh, for that for that sectional, and it, it you know the draw did have like like Dustin said it, it was pretty balanced with the Crown Point on one side, Balfour on the other, and that makes the sectional game probably the uh, best game of the tournament. So uh, it should be an exciting week uh, for those kids, and uh, like you said, Nate, that's a, a great gym for basketball. So it'll be a nice crowd and weather permitting. Uh, you know, they'll be uh, well attended there uh, by the fans. Any other thoughts on sectional two guys? Yeah, you know, Nathan raises a good point, and I think uh, it bring, it's the humanity of of Indiana basketball, and it's it's really why we play the uh, the tournament that makes it so interesting. When you think about the the characters involved in this sectional, it makes things interesting. Portage has two very very solid guards. Um, Carruthers is obviously the, uh, you know, the probably the guard to look at in the area right now. Uh, but then you look at, like uh, Nathan mentioned, Asia Donald. I mean, I think uh, my understanding is she went over a thousand points uh, for a career on a given night. She's going to she's going to be a matchup issue that people are going to have to address. So there's a lot of very, very probably when you open up the times or when you open up the post at the end of the year and you're talking about a lot of kids who are making all conference and you're talking about kids who are making all area there this this conference this sectional is going to be well represented uh by the horses that are going to be playing and so i think it's just it's fun to see that happen and you just hope that these girls especially the seniors are given an opportunity to, to really shine uh win or lose uh come sectionals you know and that's this is really going to be a neat showcase um sectional yeah, and the, the experience that Crown Point has had from uh, been there, done that, and their their amazing senior class. And, uh, their seniors, I believe, I heard uh, a couple nights ago, their seniors have not lost on their home floor this year. So uh, that's a that, that's quite a quite an accomplishment for that group, and they're they're probably ready to go for the next the uh, next step in their journey. So definitely, all right, guys, let's, those are yep. those are the intangibles that you just you know you think about. Who has more seniors? Who has a tough point guard? Who's healthy? Who's battling COVID uh, successfully right now? Those are all the little variables that are going to make this so so really interesting. You know, and it, and it also, like we talked about before, is and, and people don't really think about is like the, the long bus ride to get to school, uh, get to Crown Point. I mean, you got to get off and, and play in an empty gym. You just got off a cold bus and you got to get off and get ready to go. We experienced that one year when I was at Hanover, we had to go all the way to New Prairie and we had to go there two or three times. Yeah. And it was a cold, I mean, there was a lot of snow and that's in the middle of the snow belt and long rides and you have to get off the bus and play and you just hopefully uh, uh, the kids are warm and ready to go. So and, those and are things coaches, yeah, they really don't, you know, you really don't think about as a parent or a fan, but uh, uh, you know, that, that those are variables uh, that will affect the tournament. And, you're talking school nights too, uh, except for the championship yeah. game. You're talking about a long week uh, for kids, especially uh, these ones with the larger sectionals. Yeah, well, you got to play Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, or something with a change of time zone and all that stuff. It's it's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. All right, guys, let's go jump to 3A now. Huh? Let's look at uh, the Griffith sectional. What is that sectional number? Do you know? You may have that number. Does it matter? 17. It is. 17? 17. 17? Yeah. 
Sessional 17, Coach Nelson, Coach Dustin Nelson has some experience with this. This sectional had, had a had a nice run last year, won the sectional there, cut down the nets for the Lady Panthers. And uh, uh, what do you guys think about this group here? Uh, Nate, why don't you run us through the brackets? This is a little interesting because it's only a four-team bracket. Uh, we got, I think, uh, was it Lighthouse maybe had to back out? I'm not sure if that was the team. Yes. That was Lighthouse, yes. Uh, Friday night, we have the first game, River Forest versus Hanover Central. And then the second game will be Calumet versus Griffith. And then, uh, again, of course, Saturday night will be the final. First game, uh, River Forest is kind of, they're getting real hot at the right time. They've won five of, they've won four of the last five games. And that, I mean, it's helping. They're getting hot at the right time. But can that be enough to get over the the Hanover Central bump? Um, again, that'll be a little test right there. And the second game, Kelly Mack gets Griffith. Um, Griffith has a couple experienced guards that have been there for a long time. I think they've been three or four year starters. They just seem like they've been there forever. And they're just hanging out in that Griffith gym. And then I think Griffith wins the second one. So on Saturday night, we should have probably Hanover Central versus Griffith. And, you know, with those two schools, it's always a battle. Throw the records out. Um, and I think Griffith comes away and cuts the nets down again in their own gym. You know, yeah, the, um, sorry, real quick. Uh, Griffith beat uh, Hanover by nine January 15th. So that's from their meeting this year. That's that's where they're at. Sorry, Jess, go ahead. No, you're okay. The um, I was going to say the, the one that can to, could be interesting is River Forest. That's definitely the, the team here that uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on because they have won. Uh, quite a bit here recently, and it, and they did have a solid uh, nine-point win against a healthy, or excuse me, a six-point win against a healthy Griffith just uh, just the other night. So um, it, a lot of it's going to be coming down to momentum, but I think uh, in the end game, I think Griffith has the best two players in this sectional. They're both seniors. They both have four years of experience, and I expect to see Griffith uh, figure out a way to get this done on their home floor. Yeah, I think uh, Griffith does it again. I think uh, the, the, it could be a the, the championship will be a nice, solid, uh, even game. Uh, could go, but it, I, I like the experience of, of Griffith. Hanover Central graduated quite a bit, and uh, Coach Will Dan is, uh, you know, he's in it. Uh, it's a process that takes time, but uh, I just like Griffith here uh, with the talent of guys that again guard play, who's who's been there and and uh, and helped uh, helped you guys. Uh, Win the sectional uh, last year. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Hold, hold on. Yep. Uh, Sorry, I go would, ahead. I would just say that I think when you're looking at a, a you know a toss-up type of situation like this, these are the things you look at. You look at who's got the seniors, who's got the guards, who's got the experience, <clears throat> and the two guards from Griffith. They've they played in a regional champ, a regional game last year. They won a sectional last year. Coach Anderson uh, took them to regionals. Of course, again, they they struggled at the regional level, but I think against this. Uh, against this in this sectional situation i think i think griffith's going to get it done nathan mentioned a really interesting thing because lighthouse has been a traditionally one of the uh, significant players in this sectional and then of course with the consolidation of the hammond schools that's why we're looking at such a weird uh situation with this particular bracket and uh like you said uh yeah we're looking at griffith getting it done on griffin griffith's home floor yeah especially the whole home floor there that's some uh 
some traffic area. And that's, again, some long bus rides, short trips, just long, a lot of traffic there. All right, let's jump to the Knox sectional. Okay, the 3A Knox sectional. Uh, we start out, uh, uh, Nathan, why don't you read that back, of course? Thursday night, uh, New Prairie versus Kinky Valley. And Friday, we have Culver Academy versus Wheeler. And then the second game Friday, it'll be Knox versus the winner of New Prairie and Kinky Valley. Um, again, I think for the most part, as long as they stay healthy, it's going to be KV's to lose. Um, I think they're having some injury issues right now. And I think with their history, they've been there before. They had a big sectional win last year, a comfort behind victory over Knox in the sectional final. Um, they So they've been here. They had that sectional feel. They know those, that oh crap moment when you're down 15 or so in the fourth quarter and they came back and won. They knew how that felt and they're going to have that momentum and they're going to try to keep that so that doesn't happen again so they get in that predicament when they're struggling in the fourth quarter. Um, with the first game on Friday with Culver and Wheeler. Um, I really have not much um, information on Culver and Wheeler. They always put a good uh, product on the floor, so that should be a good matchup. And then Knox, um, it's not the normal Knox that we've been seeing in the last couple of years, but Coach Minix will always have a good product. Um, I think he's got a daughter or two that's on the team, so it should be a good game with that as well with the winner of the Tuesday matchup. And then Saturday night final. We'll have, it should be probably Knox and KV again, and rematch the last year. And we'll see if KV can pull it out again, or Knox will have a battle in their home gym. The really, it'll be a very loud gym, great environment for sectional basketball, and we'll see what happens with that one. Justin, what, do you, what are your thoughts here on the Knox sectional? Well, on paper, whoever comes out of that bottom end of the bracket is going to be uh, cutting down some nets. I, I Obviously, Culver uh, and Wheeler have to feel good about the fact that they've got one game and a, and a ticket to the finals. Uh, probably going to be Culver that uh, punches that ticket. But if you look at Culver, they have uh, they have the two, currently the 261st strongest uh, schedule. So I wonder to myself, you know, ha without with a lack of experience, because this has really been uh, KV Knox uh, show the last couple of years in the sectionals. Uh, you know, does Culver have uh, the experience to, to, to pop up and, and, and play the dark horse and kind of be the spoiler? And I don't think that's going to happen. So I think it's going to be that second night. Now, New Prairie um, is right there, uh, a strength of schedule as well as the predictor. So I think that bottom bracket is going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm still thinking KV's got enough experience to get it done. But again, Knox on Knox's home floor, that's a tough out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Culver, or sorry, Kinky Valley's dealing with some injuries right now. Taylor Schoenfeld uh, might be, the, I think she's their leading scorer right now. She's uh, going to go uh, do the high jump at IU next year, but uh, she's out with an ankle right now, and Abby Grandchamp went down with ACL. So, you know, they're, they're a little thin at this moment, and they probably would have liked to be uh, in that Friday game. You know, that Tuesday game uh, kind of shortens their uh, Taylor's uh, wellness schedule. So, Hopefully Taylor's ready to go and healthy and that, that will really, I think that's a pretty good variable if they're going to be okay against two prior not because you never know. And uh, we, we, we played at Knox two years ago for a sectional and that's a hard place to play. 
if you're not used to it because it is very loud. Um, but, uh, you know, Kanky Valley, uh, again, if Taylor's healthy, I think they're going to be okay. But if not, it's going to be a real dog fight. So she's a tough kid and uh, going to do whatever she can to be healthy. But, um, you know, sometimes with an ankle, there's only so much you can you can wrap that baby up tight and take some time and get out of there. But uh, uh, I think it will be between uh, Knox and KB. And uh, the, as far as the staggering goes, it, it's pretty even right now. Knox has won three out of four, and they're playing well right now at the right time of the year. So. Uh, it'll be interesting, but um, at the 3A, 3A level in the north, as we all know, it's going to go through Southland Washington, who is pretty darn good anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know, they would beat a lot of small colleges right now. So, uh, But the 3A level is pretty competitive. And um, any other thoughts, you guys, for uh, for 3A? Are you ready to jump to 2A? Nope. I think uh, at this point, uh, we've covered uh, 3A and 4A basketball at the moment. Um so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with you, and we're going to cover both 2A and 1A. I'm Doug Nelson. I'm with Coach Dustin Nelson and Coach Nathan Ramian. We've uh, gone over the 4A and the 3A North sectionals that affect the teams here in the regional. We're ready for the 2A sectionals, and we're going to get started in Lake Station. Dustin, you want to – you got that bracket up? Can you read that one? Uh, yep. Let me just pull them up. We've got the – this is an interesting one. I think um, this is something probably we have been seeing kind of brewing for a couple of years now. And what I mean by that is I've been waiting for Andrean to make that run. You know, I mean, I think uh, they've been a young team for a number of years now. And if you see the way that it's set up, they uh, it's really set it up positively for them. They have uh, Ileana Christian, which is um, a 5-13 and 13, uh, on opening night. And then uh, Whiting and Bowman will play. The, the second round, the two teams with buys this year are Lake Station and Bishop Knoll. Uh, Lake Station uh, is probably considered to be the number two team in the sectional. Them and Knoll kind of go back and forth. They've got a lot of rivalry going on there. But I see Andrean uh, getting through uh, not only Ileana Christian but Lake Station, and, and I see them running into Bishop Knoll for that Saturday night game, and I expect to see Andrean at uh, regionals. So that's that's my pick. That's what I, I think is going to happen. But I think this is an interesting one. And like I said, Andrean's one of those teams that I've kind of been waiting to see, expecting them to, to make a good run here in you know, the last couple of years, and maybe this is it for them. Yeah, Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, I happen to agree with that one. It's at Lake Station, a little smaller gym, but I said, so that means it'll probably be loud. It'll be a good crowd. Um, Andrean opening night. They have not lost this year yet to an Indiana team. So they've won four or five in a row with that. Their only loss recently was to Marion Catholic on June 14th. But besides that, they've been on a pretty good run so far. They went to that Northridge tournament. That's always strong on the holidays. But besides those, they've had some really good wins recently. Not, um, not, not not to jump in there, Nathan, but one of the things I noticed was that Andrean, to add to what you're saying, every loss that they've had in the state of Indiana this year has been to a 4A team. Yes. Thoughts with that, Nate? Are you good? No, I'm good. Let's go to uh, Rensselaer. Yeah. I, I think this Rensselaer section is one of the more competitive ones. There's some good teams there. Um, Coach Radke's got Rensselaer section player, excuse me, very playing very well. Uh, Winnemac, uh year in and year out, is a solid team. Um, now, Dustin, why don't you go ahead and go through this bracket here real quick for Rensselaer. Absolutely. You've got Rensselaer versus <clears throat> Winnemac. 
uh, Boom Grove versus Hebron. North Newton will face Westville. North Judson will face South Central. Now, you have a, uh, a South Central team who is the last, they're the recent PCC champs. Um, not only that, but they are 22 and 0. They are the um, last team I've understood. My understanding is they're the last team in the state of Indiana that hasn't lost a game yet. Ranked 50th in the state uh, when you throw out class basketball. Uh, the only chink in their armor, if you wanted to poke at them a little bit, would be that uh, strength of schedule. And that's going to be something uh, that will be interesting and will play out as they move through uh, the tournament. Um, but beyond that, I think if you, especially if you take South Central out of the mix, it is probably, I mean, this is a very, very balanced from top to bottom sectional that on any given night, uh, one of the, you know, any one of these teams could, could, could give each other a run for it. You know, Boone Grove and Hebron, that's, that is a throw out the record books type of game. Obviously Boone's got 11 wins on the season. Hebron struggled and picked up uh, two wins on the season, but still, uh, when you talk about PCC teams, it always gets interesting. Uh, I like Westville. They always play tough. Uh, and I, I traditionally, not this year, but traditionally, North Judson has been a team who is really a team you don't want to see on the other side of the bracket uh, come sectional time. So I see South Central taking this thing and going on to regionals. It'll be fun to see how far they get this year. But again, on any given game in this sectional, uh, things could get really interesting. Uh, like I said, you can't you can barely even look at the, the uh, records at this point of the year and, and to, to decide who's going to win what. Yeah, but kind of like what we talked about earlier about distance and bus rides, there's going to be some long bus rides to Rensselaer Central yep. with, you got Boone, you got Westville. South Central might be on a bus for an hour one way going to their game. Will that play a factor? Probably not. They've been in long car rides going to games before, but school bus, right after Um, Friday night should be some good matchup with the winner of the Boone Grove and Rensselaer should be a good battle. Uh, Rensselaer's playing well with Coach Minix. I think he's got a daughter on the team as well. I could be wrong with that. I thought he had a daughter on the team. Anyway, but with that, Saturday, I still see South Central cutting down the nets again. Um, they cut it down last week, and they'll cut it down again next week as well. I think the only dark, yeah, the dark horse you're looking at here is Rensselaer Central being on a home floor. Um, their rating is uh, just about eight points underneath uh, South Central, and they're ranked about 29 spots below them on the Sagarin. Um, so that home floor advantage, how much does it matter? Uh, uh, it, it can be interesting. So that would be the only team I would say, like you said, on Saturday night that has the, the ability to, to maybe make things interesting for South Central. Yeah, I agree. I think Coach Ranty will have them ready to go. I, I, I expect the Rensselaer-South Central game to be a pretty good game. Uh, the, again, that's one of those, you know, Nathan mentioned uh, the long bus ride. That is a factor. Uh, it's cold. Uh, that And that's, that's with good weather. It, it'll be an hour trip. So. Uh, you know, you never know how weather will affect it. You know, we've had sectionals in the past where we had to play a sectional final on a Monday or, you know, games get moved around all the time. So you got to be flexible. And you got a first-year coach in Ben Anderson. He's doing a great job. Uh, and, and again, uh, and, and Coach Radke is doing very well at Rensselaer Central, as, as he always does. So uh, I think I, that'll be an interesting matchup on Saturday. I think that, but I think South Central might be too much. And 
and, and, and does uh, cut down the nets as they have plans to uh, last year, I believe they lost the semi-state level. So, and, and a kind of a heartbreaker game, like a last second, the out of bounds play or something like that. So, you know, they had the experience that they, they've been there, but um, coach rapke has been there as well. So uh, he'll have his kids ready to go and, and that should be a very fun and uh, interesting sectional for, for Rensselaer. All right, uh, let's jump to the 1A. <clears throat> 1A sectionals. We talked about, uh, Dustin, you have some experience here at the 1A sectional a little bit, uh, coaching the PCC schools. And, uh, um, you know, th do you think, uh, before we get started, do you think that the PCC, PCC tournament helps kids prepare for the sectional tournament? Do you, do you think that helps them in any way with a, a one and done situation if you were not to move on? Believe it or not, uh, well, I, I think it goes both ways. For the teams that are able to get into the semifinals or finals, uh, the environment of the PCC tournament is absolutely electric. I mean, in some ways, it's probably superior to a sectional uh, experience because if you stop and think about it, uh, in the PCC, when a teams teams lose, they traditionally will come back and watch the next game. They ne they watch the next round. They watch the next round. So the the crowd just kind of builds up as you go through the tournament. Whereas in sectionals, that doesn't always happen. Teams that lose, they tend to go home, they pack up their stuff, and they call it a year. And so I think I think absolutely, uh, the PCC tournament is probably the closest you're going to get in this in our area for an you know for that a tournament style environment that you're going to be experiencing that you, you hope is going to give the kids the edge that they're looking for. Um, so, yeah. so what you've got here is you've got in the first night, you've got Morgan township facing Washington township, uh, covenant, uh, Christian and Coutts Marquette Catholic and 21st century. And then Hast, um, uh, Gary has the one in seven record and they get the first round by. Morgan Township and Washington Township have split during the course of the school year. Even though Morgan's got that uh, deceiving 9-11 record, they are a tough out. And so um, Washington Township, even with that 14-4 record, very impressive. They're having a good year, and they're going to pick up some more wins between now and sectional time. Um, they still have to get through a very, very difficult and deceiving Morgan Township team. Couts, uh, you know, we, I expect them to uh, move right through Covenant Christian, Covenant Christian, um, has a, uh, a solid record, obviously impressive. Like you said, if you look through, man, you've got, you've got a lot of winning records here, a lot of impressive records this year. Uh, but I think Kautz is going to get it done against Covenant. I, I would probably guess that Kobza did not want to see Covenant uh, in the first round because they are the third best team in the, uh, in the sectional. But uh, who knows, uh, you know, strategy-wise, like we talked about when we kicked off the, the, uh, the podcast. The last one uh, is Marquette in 21st. Uh, that is the fifth and the seventh ranked teams in this sectional. Um, I think either one of them, unfortunately, this year for them, uh, they're going to feed right into the, the winner of Covenant and Couts. Um, my guess uh, still is I'm going to go with Couts just because they they play a little tougher schedule. But I will tell you my my dark horse this year, uh, I'm going to surprise everybody, is Morgan Township. I'm thinking that they are playing well at the right time. And I think that they could sneak into that Saturday night game and make things very interesting. And again, on their home floor, I know that's not starting to be a theme here, but on their home floor, I think Morgan Township can give Couts an interesting matchup. And that when you talk about Couts and you talk about Morgan, that's family. Those are people that have played against each other, played each other. I mean, since sixth grade, bitty ball, they've played against each other. 
So they know each other, and it will be a dogfight. And uh, I think Couch will get it done, but I'd say that I think Morgan Township's going to be right there with them, giving them everything that they want for that set in that game. Yeah, that, Tuesday, that Tuesday match will be pretty good. They just played each other last week, and Morgan Township won in overtime. Start of the game, Morgan was winning 12-11-0, and Washington Township just fought back, fought back, and kept battling. They start two or three freshmen that are really good, and they're going to be good for a long time as long as they stay at Washington Township. Coach Godbolt does a great job of using what using the resources that he has with that and using his, his girl to their potential. Um, so they have a little girl named Gracie Little. She's really good, and she's playing tough. But she was a rebel kid growing up a little bit, so she's been in those tough environments, playing travel ball, those big games and stuff like that. So that Washington Township team could be – that's my pick to win this sectional. I love Wednesday it. with Couts, I saw them again last week with the PCC champion tournaments. They just scrapped. They got a couple of girls that are just in your nose battle. Their, their leader, she had a little rough night against 20 um, – South Central in the finals, but she turned it on at halftime, and she's one to watch out for as well. With all going back to what you're talking about, the PCC tournament, that environment is unbelievable, and I think that's going to translate also at Morgan as well. It's a smaller gym, so it's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting, um, and the teams that are here, they travel. Morgan, half the city will be there. Half the town will be there. Malden, they're there. Couts. They come. So be ready for a good traffic jam on 49 on Saturday night. Good. Yeah, I think it's very competitive. I think uh, I, I, I really like uh, – Counts only beat Washington Township by six points in, in the regular season. So I kind of like that that matchup eventually as, they, as we're moving on. But um, I think that's always, again, a great gym for basketball. Um, and again, Coach Cobes has got a couple players with the Capuch girl and his daughter's a, a post player. Uh, she does a nice job inside. So, uh, and that experience has helped uh, the Couts used to winning, used to moving on, used to advancing, and 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 you know, and and that's that's a comfortable gym for them being at Morgan with about a seven minute bus ride up up forty nine. So, uh, again, depending on the weather, uh, this will be very well attended. Um, great, great competition, and uh, it'll it'll be an exciting matchup. Any other thoughts on that one, boys? Nope. No, I, I think I think I could sit here and make an argument for Morgan. I could make an argument for Washington Township and or Couch. So, and then again, we not we're not even mentioning Covenant Christian, which which they're right there in the mix as well. So it's a good time of the year to be playing well. I think this might be one of those things where this next week might be really important for these three teams just to make sure that they continue to play well and don't have any letdowns after the PCC tournament. Good. Well, uh, have... back to that. Again, I saw Washington still has two more ball games against a 3A and a 4A school. I think they, they had Griffith still, and we have one more. Let me double-check who it was. Yeah, they play Hammond Morton. And him and Morton, before I school, so they're getting prepared to play those bigger schools. I think that's going to help them against when they get into they're, they're a little tougher. They'll be a little rough. That'll be that'll prepare them for Saturday night. 
Yeah, you can't teach experience, and it's hard to practice it uh, with that game to get those quality game reps uh, that all the teams will need as as they try to advance and cut down tournament or cut down uh, cut down nets and get that fun bus ride. So uh, it's an exciting time of the year. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts uh, as we're as we're moving forward here? I think I guess if I was uh, thinking about my own experience, I would just tell those, uh, both the coaches and the players involved to truly capture the moments and experience and enjoy them. The little bitty moments along the way that just the, the laughs in the locker room, the jokes on the bus, the, those, you know, those uh, little moments that they experience with their classmates and, and their coaches on the bench, uh, uh, both before, during, and then directly after the game, because it goes by way too fast. And, and, Especially, I know from a coaching perspective, I wish if I could do anything, I'd go back in time and, and just absorb more things because you're always so worried. If you win the first round, you're immediately thinking about the second round. If you win the you know sectionals, you're immediately trying to gather film on those regional opponents. So it's, it's, a, it's you know, I, I know you're going to prepare. I know you're always going to look forward, but there's always, I, my recommendation is to stop, smell the roses and enjoy the moment. Uh, before you move on to uh, the next, whatever the next thing is for your team. So good luck to all teams as we get ready for sectional basketball here in another week. Yeah, Nathan, you got any uh, final thoughts or ideas? No, I just think it'll be a really great week for the region with a lot of potential to for teams to make a good run um, to uh, Indianapolis with and the new, I'm not sure if they, they changed the name of the stadium where the state finals are now. And listening to the broadcast by the commissioner today, they said they're going to go back to the how it was with 1A and 2A is one session, 3A and 4A will be another session, so you don't have to buy tickets per event like how it was last year. Um, so they're happy the way that's going in the future. And as long as everyone stays healthy, that's how the IHSA is going to do the state finals this year. So it should be a good run, let's hope we get one, maybe two teams to play down there in the state finals on that February, late February night. Yeah, I agree. You know, as you guys know, we, we, you know, us three with, with Kale, our other son, uh, um, you know, we usually make the pilgrimage down 65 and, and try to catch those games and hang out at Circle Center and, and, and eat some Chick-fil-A and hang out and dodge snowflakes. But uh, it, it's a good time. And, uh, it's such a an adventure. I think, like Dustin said, you know, we've had some, uh, we've had the uh, good fortune of being able to cut down the nets a few times, just just like you guys have. And uh, uh, you, you know, it goes too fast. It goes too fast. You know, we, I still talk about uh, our first section we won many moons ago with some of the girls on that team every once in a while, and the memories last forever. But uh, you just gotta you gotta slow down and soak it in. It's a it's it's an exciting time of the year, and you know. Uh, a, a kind of a, a side point here uh, with, with our with our comments and opinions. We don't we really don't mean to offend anybody. We do, we have great respect for all the coaches and all the kids. Um, you know, if if we look, you think we look past you or something, we apologize. But that, that's just how we look at it this year, and uh, you know, that's just the name of the game. So, Doug, uh, I would, we appreciate. Go ahead. I would take that a step further, and I would say, uh, if you happen upon this podcast, uh, whether you be a parent, coach, or player, and you disagree with our opinion, I absolutely <clears throat> challenge you to defy uh, what we've said. I encourage you to beat it, uh, to come back, and, and to use it as motivation uh, to, to 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 rally your troops and to to prove it. 
to prove that you guys are the champions and you and we were wrong about you. So that would be um, my challenge to you. If, if you didn't like what we said, uh, don't take offense to it, but use it as a fuel to get your team across that finish line and, and get yourself up that ladder. Yeah, we're going to be wrong. That's, you know, we're, we're not going to get these all right. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of a, a broad span of experience between us three and, uh, and we've had success, like I mentioned, cutting down the nets, but uh, anything can happen, man, with COVID and, 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 and being on opposing team's floor and that kind of thing. Anything can happen. That's what makes uh, this time of year really exciting. Um, Dustin, uh, Nathan, anything else you want to wrap this up? Any ideas? That, first of all, real quick, the regional draw is out, but uh, we're not going to talk about that today, Dustin. We'll do that another day. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to to follow up with uh, what we got right and what we got wrong next week and, and or in two weeks or so and hopefully talk about the regional matchups and Hopefully, we're still talking about some region teams. Uh, very, very fun to follow uh, the region as we make our way through the state tourney. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, we're just doing this to try to uh, uh, give some uh, give high school girls basketball some exposure. Um, the region uh, has got a couple media outlets that, that that do a great job of covering high school sports, and we have some individuals that uh, cover high cover high school sports. Uh, you know, with their own. Uh, website Jim Peters is the dude. He he does an amazing job, and uh, Nathan Laird with what he's got going. We we love working with him, and uh, and we just wanted to shed some ideas and some thoughts and some friendly banter and start some conversation. There's nothing wrong with that, and uh, like you said, if you, if there's something that uh, if we touched the nerve or something you uh, wanted to chime in, please message us, and um, we're here. We're 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 always we're ready to discuss some. Uh, some girls basketball with a bag of popcorn or something. So I'm sure we'll, we'll be, be we'll be around. Well, there'll be some sectionals we'll be at. So you see us come stop by and say what's up, or let's go talk about what you talked about our team. And are you sure you are you sure you feel that way? Are you sure? If not, yeah. let's go have fun and let's go cheer on some team and tackle some officials. Hey, and the officials do a great job too, Nathan. So we have they a do. lot of those guys that are our friends. So. Um, it's an exciting time for them as well. You know, they work their tails off to get to their rankings and their spots and they've earned their, their position yep. and, uh, they serve it. If we didn't have an official, we wouldn't have any games. So, uh, they, they, they serve an important purpose in our, in the girls basketball tournament as well. They are, uh, they're the stewards of the game. Coaches come and go, girls graduate through programs and, and there are officials that are officiating, uh, from when we were in high school and they're still out there. They're the stewards of the game, and so we, we thank them for what they do. Dustin, you want to wrap this up? You, you're pretty good at that kind of stuff. Well, just real excited, and we would just like to thank everybody on behalf of Back Porch Sports, and uh, we're really excited about kicking off the uh, not only our little podcast here, but also girls basketball, and we absolutely encourage you to cheer your team on, and when they lose, pick a new favorite and, and follow them all the way down to Indy. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again and just want everybody to stay warm, stay healthy, and stay safe. Have a good week, all. We want to thank you all for stopping by. On behalf of Doug, Kale, and Nathan, Backport Sports, thank you so much for your patronage and for you spending some time with us here on the porch. If you enjoyed our podcast or if you have something uh, for as far as suggestions are concerned, please let us know or share our podcast along to someone that you know who loves Northwest Indiana sports as much as we do. Have a great evening and see you next time on The Porch.